Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Galatians podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Monica. We didn't post last week, but we are glad you're back for another episode. Today, we're going to share with you what we did on our local mission trip that took place two weeks ago. Now on to the episode. All right, so we are supposed to go to Kansas City on a mystery mission trip, which is something that our church does that's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Um, basically, they don't, you don't know where you're going until you get there. So <laughs> they'll give you a packing list and everything, but until you show up there, you don't know. Um, so we, all we knew is basically that we were going to be driving in a, a bus to get yep. to our location. So we ended up, we were supposed to go to Kansas City, but that got canceled because you know, coronavirus, <laughs> clearly. Um, so we ended up serving locally in Fort Collins, uh, wearing masks, and we served in smaller groups. Usually our groups tend to be six people. They're more like four people. So. Which was fun. It was still fun. and It was a great experience. Obviously, the mission trip is not about where you go or what you do. But as long as you're serving people, that's what hopefully you get out of it. Um, but I think everyone was pretty excited about what it would have been like had we been able to go somewhere new. But we're going to talk about how, even though it was different, we still had a really great experience and we got to bless a lot of people in our own community. And what's fun about being able to serve locally is these are pl- these are organizations and places that we can go back to and serve more since they're right in our own backyard. So that's another cool thing. Yes. And a lot of them I had never even heard of before. Yeah. So Lauren and I were in separate groups the whole week, so we're each going to talk about, so quick disclaimer, we were, um, the mission trip was Monday through Thursday, so we'll each go through um, what we did that day and talk about kind of how we served, Um, but yeah, we were in separate groups, so all the information is going to be different, and then I also thought I'd touch on the theme this year, which was the road, and it just kind of we went through kind of going it started with um what did it start with oh my gosh disappointment to doubt and then it was doubt to hope and then hope to hunger and then hunger to joy yes which we'll we'll go into that a little bit more yes so anyways let's jump into it do you want to start on monday action sure so our group was four people including me and then our leader um and our first day we went to this lady's house who is a part of an organization called project self-sufficiency so a lot of these people are recently single moms or just single parents in general that are maybe struggling financially or just need a little help catching up and that was the case here she had recently become a single mom and she was going back to school to get a degree And so she just needed help catching up with some small jobs around the house. So it was a really easy, really fun job to be a part of. Um, A lot of the things that we did were like going around her house and touching up the trim on the doors. Um, So small things like that. She had a beautiful garden that we just helped kind of clean up, um, trim the trees and things like that. So yeah, it was relatively really easy, which again, is not the point, but it was, um, it was a fun job and it was fun to be able to work kind of close within our group so we got to bond as just the four of us which was nice and then I guess the highlight of that day was that we invited her to lunch and she 
agreed to go, so we got to treat her to lunch and just learn more about her story, which was really cool. Um, and then we finished up and headed back to church. So, yeah, it was a really good day. Um, we prayed with her before and after, and I'm not sure if she's a Christian or not, but that was just really cool to be able to see how we had helped her, and you could tell that she was blessed by the work that we had done. So that was really cool. Yeah. So for me on Monday, we went to Serve 6-8, which is basically an organization that kind of helps people to get back on their feet, and they provide resources for them just to kind of continue through with their lives. Um, they don't provide resources for their whole life because they want people to learn how to be dependent and or be independent, I guess I should say, and not dependent on the organization. Um, but Serve 6-8 stands for... Isaiah 6 8 and Micah 6 8. So Isaiah 6 8 is, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. And then Micah 6 8 is, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So those are just kind of what their ministry is founded on. And our church actually is one of the churches that provides resources for Surf 6-8 and during the pandemic each of the churches that helped them help the ministry Surf 6-8 had like drive-through resource centers because the main Surf 6-8 resource center was closed um, and our group was helping them to get ready because this was going to be the first week that the resource center was going to be open again where the churches didn't have to do the distribution and they could do the distribution. So we unloaded a truck from one of their past church distribution days, and then we helped, they have a bunch of clothes donations, and we brought those all down to their basement, and we got to use the freight elevator, so that was fun. <laughs> um, we didn't get a ride in it, but it's okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and then we cleaned off a bunch of soda cans that were donated, and we started to put together food bags, um, and the food bags are basically two meals for two adults so people can come get those during their distribution days which was going to be the day after we served and they were expecting I think 1400 people to come through so that was wow. quite a few um and then we had lunch and then we sorted bread by date so basically grocery stores donate some of their bread that maybe they don't feel comfortable serving to customers yet but that are still good so we checked for mold, and if there wasn't mold, then we sorted them by, like, July 8th, July 10th, July 11th, like, the days. Um, and then we restocked their food areas so that they could keep packing bags. And then we went back to church, and our devotion that day, like I said, was from disappointment to doubt. And we just kind of talked as a church about how the people that Jesus served were disappointed because they felt he didn't fulfill all the hopes that they had for him as the Messiah. But even though they didn't know it at the time, Jesus had a plan and we just have to trust and not be disappointed with him, even if things don't go our way. So the road that some, the symbolization of the road for this day was how the road can be windy or it can be straight, but no matter what, Jesus is going along the road with us and he's fulfilling all of our doubts and disappointments and COVID's a great example because there have been lots of cancellations and we've been disappointed and have had doubts in it and through it but he is still working even when our expectations aren't met which is how people 
and how the people in his time felt and they didn't feel like their expectations were met. Yeah. So, again, we all got together at the very end back at church and we um, just talked about the same things that Monica just elaborated on. So it was really cool to see everyone back together and hear about everyone's days. Um, But then the next day was Tuesday and we, our group helped with, again, Project Self-Sufficiency. That was our main partner throughout the whole week. But it was a different house this time. Um, And this lady had also recently become a single mom. And she hadn't cleaned out her garage in a really long time. So she asked if we could do that. She was embarrassed to show us. She didn't even want to open the door at first. And she just said she felt ashamed of her garage and how messy her house was. Um, So it was really cool to be able to help her because you could tell that she was looking for some assistance in that project and we also helped just clean up her backyard as well so a lot of things that she had just gotten behind on but then started to pile up was kind of our main focus for the day and on Tuesday um, our one of the other groups actually came and helped us because we were worried we weren't going to finish in time so that was nice to be able to bond with other groups as well since we had such a small I mean our four people group was pretty small so it was good to partner with someone else. Um, But basically, I won't go into too much detail, but I'm sure you can imagine a garage that hasn't been cleaned out in a long time. There was mice and other things in there. So we made several trips to the dump, which was um, actually kind of fun because we all got to drive, or not drive, excuse me, we weren't driving. We all got to ride in our leader's truck and just take loads to the dump and help clean that out. So that was cool in a weird way (laughs) and we also got to use a power washer and that was very entertaining because none of us had really done that before and I know it sounds so silly but it was like it was fun to be able to see just how clean we could actually make the garage that had been so gross before um we also hung up hooks in the garage to help hang bikes and like all her shovels and stuff Basically, we just cleaned out the garage and helped reorganize it, in short. But, um, yeah, it was really fun and really cool to see how that helped her, and you could tell that that was what she needed in that time. So, yeah, that was Tuesday. Yeah, I saw the before and after pictures of the garage, and it was very impressive. So, good job, Lauren. (laughs) Thanks. Um, So, for me on Tuesday, I feel like I'm going to be talking so much more than you because I worked with more, like, organizations that have cool backstories, and you just kind of worked on people's houses, which is clearly just as... (laughs) Just as cool, but so on Tuesday, my group went to Harmony House, which is one of the first houses, like farmhouse in Fort Collins, and um, that and Harmony School were like defined what defined Fort Collins back mm-hmm. in like the late eighteen hundreds, and this farmhouse was donated to this organization in nineteen ninety one, I believe. And Harmony House is basically a place where kids that are in rough situations and maybe in foster care can come have supervised visits with their parents. So we worked with CASA, which stands for, okay, I really don't want to get this wrong. Um, It stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates, I'm pretty sure. So (laughs) CASAs are volunteers they don't get paid. They just do this out of the kindness of their hearts. They're ages 21 and up. So if you're past 21 and want to look into the organization, I highly recommend it. And it's not, it's nationwide. CASA is. Harmony House clearly isn't because this is a place in Fort Collins. But 
Um, and what classes do is they work, they get together with a child. They're like assigned a child, basically, that's in the foster care system of sorts. And they meet with the child weekly so they understand their situation because some of these kids can't testify for themselves in their cases of whether they should be placed back with their parents or whether they should continue through the foster care system. Um, that, that stuff can get very complicated and confusing, but that's basically the overview because caseworkers actually can only or basically only meet with the kids once a month. So they don't know the situations as well as these CASA volunteers do. So the CASAs go to court. They can hang out with the, ch- the children after school, get to know them. And so it's really cool. But at Harmony House, um, we basically pulled weeds, we picked up some sticks, we brought donations that our church and kids from our church donated, like, toilet paper. I mean, if you can imagine, they have kids there all the time, so they go through lots of toilet paper, napkins, paper plates, all of that stuff, cleaning supplies. So we brought that all down to the creepy basement, and there's some fun (laughs) stories. You'll just have to go there for yourself if you want to see the basement, but that was fun. One of um we've talked about Ellie in our past episodes she was terrified and of the basement so that was pretty entertaining to watch her (laughs) down there um so we just got to tour the house and see where all the kids can hang out the kids weren't there that day because COVID but um and we painted some rocks for them just to kind of brighten up the house and organize the closet so we just did various things around the house um, because that house is used for so many different purposes. It's an office for the workers, and it's a place where these kids can see their parents and these situations can be addressed. So CASA and Harmony House is a very cool organization that they just, their whole mission is just to help kids and <laughs> figure out where they should be placed for the rest of their lives. So it's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And then on so... Tuesday what was it it was from doubt to hope I think and our youth pastor was talking about how when you're driving like in driver's ed you learn about how you're supposed to have a focus point when you're like on the interstate or driving so that you don't look like a fool driving swerving everywhere (laughs) and driving straight lines lines. (laughs) and the reason why he made that analogy was how we should pick Jesus as our focus point and we can go straight to him when we do that and so from doubt to hope on this day we just talked about well at least for me it connected to Harmony House and Casa because they these kids truly do go from doubt to hope because their situations like whether they're in neglect or abusive situations they by the end of their case with their volunteer Casa and by the end of their court case and their journeys that can last like years figuring out where they should go. Um, They're just, those kids are filled with so much hope. And so it's just really cool to, it was really cool to help with an organization that did that. And that went along with our message that day. Yeah. Um, So for Wednesday, we went back to both of the houses that our group had originally gone to. And Wednesday was probably my favorite day. I'll get into that in a, in a minute, but basically we just finished up the things that we couldn't finish on Monday and Tuesday. Um, again, we prayed with our, our, with the ladies every day, 
before we got to work and after we left. It was really cool to see that. Um, but I mentioned earlier on Monday that the first lady that we worked with, I don't know what her faith like her faith life was like. Um, but when we prayed with her at the very end, she started crying. And that was just really cool to see um, because you could just tell that she had been moved by our work. And she so she wrote us a letter, too, which I'll get into that as well. <laughs> but she wrote us a letter saying that she promises to serve other people just as we had served her that week. And reading that was just incredible to see how we had touched her. And it was really proving that, wow, okay, our, our work this week has actually done something and made a difference in someone's life. So I guess just the fact that she had made that promise to us and when she cried during the prayer, it was just really cool to see how much she had actually been moved by just our seemingly simple jobs. Like that was, I mean, cleaning up the yard was not that hard <laughs> at all. We did a couple things like trimming the trees that were a little bit more advanced, but I mean, that was really it. So to a normal person looking in, it's like, well, that was just an easy job that she might have might have been able to do on a weekend but wanted some help with it but no because we got to see how much this actually had impacted her so that was really cool um and yeah I think the so we gave both of them a gift card to Walmart to be able to buy whatever they needed and the second lady who had the garage um almost started crying when we gave that to her she said you don't know how much so that was again really cool and it almost made me cry just seeing how much they had been helped that week through our work so it was definitely a huge payoff and really cool to see that our work being the hands and feet of Jesus had touched these other people yeah so Wednesday for us um for my group at least we made some signs for nursing homes and one thing about nursing homes right now some of them the residents can come out and walk if they want just to get outside get some fresh air but there was so we went to three different facilities three different like yeah three different facilities that were within like blocks of each other like this was kind of like a whole nursing home facility and we went to three different like houses or buildings within this facility so basically we, one of them, I think, was on lockdown, went, just had went on lockdown for the second time. So these residents can't get outside. So we just brought some signs and some fun crafts for them. And then we also did chalk art outside of each of the facilities. Um, and I love calligraphy, so that was super fun for me. <laughs> and at the, one of our last facility, the actually the last facility that we went to, I was finishing up. We were just about to leave, and this lady yelled from her balcony thank you do you want some candy <laughs> and we were about to go to lunch so we're like no we're good but it was just so sweet like just to see how something so simple like Lauren said with their serving too something so simple as chalk art can just bring a smile to somebody's face and they have so much appreciation even though it costed us nothing so that was just really cool and there were a couple members of our church that were also at the facilities and that was one of the buildings that they were able to walk outside so we got to talk to them a bit and then that afternoon um, we went to Habitat Restore which is a store where people bring donated items and Habitat for Humanity can build houses for people and they're just a really cool organization and so we just like Goodwill when you bring donations you bring a trash bag full of donations so we just sorted through the clothes 
checked for rips, checked for snags, that type of thing. And um, my brother, who was in the group before us that morning, who went there to have the tat restore, and they found some interesting items, such as G-string <laughs> and uh, some just interesting items that people tend to donate, such as used <laughs> underwear and such. <laughs> and also, when Ellie and I, again, were sorting through clothes, um, she pulled out a pantyhose and was like, does this go in the towel bin? <laughs> I was like, no, Ellie, that's not quite a towel. <laughs> but that's it was funny. it was a thicker like pantyhose that you would use for like you know the circulation kind of like muscle. Yeah. Like, what are those called? I don't know. Sleeves, I guess. So it was one yeah. of those. But she thought it was a towel, so that was funny. Um, and then funny. Wednesday, our devotional was from hope to hunger. And we just talked about how people desire affirmation and love and forgiveness and all these things we find in Jesus and Jesus provides. And so we need to be hungry to serve him and to share his light in his life. And when we are hungry to do so, in, re- in return, we get so much out of it. Yeah, so, and again, that's what I kind of touched on, like our seemingly simple work. You could really tell how well it or how much it had affected these women, um, which was just so cool to see. So Thursday, Thursday morning, so sorry, (laughs) on Thursday, everyone did their own sort of thing in the morning, and then we all got back together at lunchtime. So it was a little bit of a shorter day than what we had normally been doing for the rest of the week, but it was still a really cool experience. So my Thursday, we went to help at a nail salon and do landscaping for this lady who had owned her building, and the neighboring companies had hired I guess, like, landscaping people, but they didn't do anything to her property, and she had gotten behind. They had closed for COVID reasons, so she was, um, money was tight, and she's actually friends with one of our leaders, so that's how we got in contact with her, but he just asked her if there was anything that she needed help with, so she pointed out some of our, some of her landscaping that she just needed help catching up on, um, so we pulled weeds. We raked up leaves from bushes that trees were hanging over, Um, We trimmed trees. We trimmed a lot of trees on her property, but it was really cool. So again, small jobs, but you could tell it was something that she needed to get done and she didn't have the time, energy or money, I guess, to do it. So we were able to do that for her. And then actually next door was this little coffee shop. So our leader went over and he had a tab so everyone could just go in and get drinks and then he paid for it at the end. Um, But it was just like the mom and the dad and the son were all helping out because I guess they were money was also tight for them since they had to close for COVID. So that was cool that we got to support both of those places. And again, we prayed with um, the lady who owns the nail salon and we just wished her well for her business and um, hope that she would thrive, even though this has been kind of a tough season for her. So then after this, we went around the shopping center that both of these places were in, and we did something called a prayer walk. So anything that we saw that we thought might need prayer for their business or, like, we passed a police car and just prayed for the police um, since this is a hard time for a lot of people. Um, So prayed that God would just touch their lives and that they would be safe and healthy. Um, Whatever the organization was, we just got to pray for specific needs. So that was really cool to see um, just how the Holy Spirit can kind of move through 
that situation, again, seemingly simple. Um, so then we went back to church after this, and we learned about different organizations that people had served at throughout the week. And I'll let Monica kind of touch on the message because I think her summary is better than mine. But <laughs> um, so we, we learned our message and then we went outside and Kona Ice came and we played outdoor games with everybody. We wore our masks, so it was super safe, but it was really fun to see, um, see and hear about everybody's week. Yeah, so Thursday morning, we went to the Matthews house, which, so like I talked about earlier, Klasa works with newborns to basically when kids are the age of 18. But after kids are the age of 18, they're just kind of dumped out of the foster care system, and sometimes they don't know where to go, and they tend to just get in trouble. So the Matthews house was started by a lady, um... I want to say 14 years ago. Not sure. She retired. God laughed at that plan. She ended up starting this Matthews house. Um, and it originally, I'm pretty sure, it was on Matthews Street. But it also stood for a verse in Matthews that was about serving others. Not sure what that verse is. Um, anyways, so Matthews House is a place where these kids, it's a resource center as well, just like Harmony House, but where these kids can go to just get help for next steps. They can get homework help and all of these things. So they just have so many resources for them. Again, it's also an office building. They have therapy sessions, whatever. It's just centered around these kids um, and just to help them to keep getting, just to get out of trouble and back on their feet. So we did very simple things. We swept a patio, organized a closet, and then we planted some new flowers. They had pots that were empty. So we went, our leader went over to Ace and got some flowers so that we could kind of spruce up the Matthews house. And then we also, our leader took us to the Larimer County Court Justice Center. And basically the courthouse or the justice center or whatever you want to call it it donates an office to CASA so those volunteers that help these children and see them weekly um, it's a resource center for them if the kids need a car seat they can go grab a car seat from the center or if they because being a CASA is hard because these kids are in crazy situations and so sometimes you just need somebody to talk to you and somebody to be there for you so these Matthew's House, Harmony House, the CASA office, they're all great resource centers, and we just got to be a little piece of cleanup for them, and like Lauren said, then we went back to the church, and we did some very simple just cleaning some stuff up from the week, Mm -hmm. and one thing we did was we did this activity, and we were able to grab a rock, and then we went over to our leader, and they drew a cross on the rock and said, the cross is not the end of the road. So that day, our devotional was kind of centered around how Jesus ate the bread to show the people that he wasn't a ghost, that he was real, that he was in the flesh, and he's just as human as they are. But he came to give them peace and to, so that they could see, oh, my disappointments and doubts are fulfilled because you are still working for me. So the cross truly isn't the end of the road because Jesus is constantly forgiving us and exceeding our expectations, even though we might be driving on the road with blinders on and we don't know where we're going and Google Maps is assisting us wrongly. (laughs) And so even though 
the work we were doing may have seemed easy compared to previous mission trips or just in our minds seemed like Lauren has said seemingly simple what's fun about this mission trip and what was so special is that these are places we can go back to and we can keep serving in because they're in our own backyard so it was just a really fun closing just to kind of sum up that the cross isn't the end of the road because we're going from hope to joy because Jesus is still working in our lives and is exceeding our expectations. And then, like Lauren said, we played outdoor games and Kona Ice. So that was just a really fun way to end the trip, trip locally, I guess I should say. (laughs) Yeah, so I just wrote down a few points that I want to just, Monica already said it, but I just want to put in my own words, I guess, to say my part of the experience. But yeah, so the whole thing was about the road. And this road kind of represents life. That's kind of how I interpreted it. And the main point being that the cross isn't the end of the road because Jesus died and resurrected so that we could have an eternity with him. And I think that when our leaders told us that after they gave us the rock, it was just really cool personally because it's just a reminder like that Jesus is still fighting for us. It's not that he died and that was it. He died and resurrected and he's still with us and fighting for us and when we die we get to go to heaven and spend forever with him so I think that was just a really cool message that they gave us um I mean yeah it was just a really good way to wrap it up and to show us that it's not the end and Jesus is still with us every day and the rock I don't think I saw this already but the rock was for us to symbolize that was our piece of the road So Mm -hmm. we're all working together to serve the community and serve Jesus. And we do these things called God sightings every day. And it's just where we saw God in that day. Um, So I encourage all of our listeners to think about God sightings throughout their days as well, because it just makes us so much more aware of all the blessings around us, even on a rough day. So we were a God signing to these people, but they were also honestly a God signing to us because we got to be the hands and feet of Jesus and just see how appreciative they are, even though we seem to have more than them. So the rock was just super cool to symbolize that and sum it all up that Jesus is constantly with us. And what we are called to do is just to continue on the road, have Jesus as our focus point and just keep serving him and, walking humbly in love with him yeah well said so now we're going to go to our songs I got the experience to actually be a part of the worship team that was doing the songs for this mission trip so every day when we would come back to church we would do a little worship session Um, so we picked songs that we sung at this mission trip um, just because it kind of relates a lot so those are, the first one is Holy Spirit by Francesca Battistelli. The second one is There's Nothing That Our God Can't Do by Passion. The third is God is Able by Hillsong, I believe. And the fourth song, there were more that we the, that we sang, but we limited it to four. And the fourth yeah. <laughs> song that we did was Mighty to Save by Laura Story. Yes. So those were all good and all can relate to... Um, the things that we experienced on this trip. So yeah, it was, it was a really good way to wrap it up.
as usual, we have some closing announcements, so we're going to jump into those right now. Um, first, we have an Instagram. It's at the Galatians Podcast. Feel free to follow us for updates and just um, weekly highlights, I guess you could say. <laughs> we also have an email if Instagram does not work for you, and our email is the.galatians.ml at gmail.com. So we encourage, Lauren and I encourage you guys to serve in your communities where you can, maybe even do a prayer walk like Lauren talked about. And we just hope that you guys have a great day and don't forget to share your light and praise the Lord. We'll see you for our next episode. Bye. Bye.